הרן מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של דורנו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שאוכני עפר קדושים אשר בארץ המה ובפחת לרבנו הקדוש. צדיק יסוד עולם נחנו ומקור חכמה רבנו נחמן וסגן, נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותם תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל, אמן. בעזרת השם, today we start section 7 of Torah 60, just talked about the Inyan, the difference between סיבות מעשיות from Kerev Shanim, from recent years, versus סיבות מעשיות משנים קדמוניות from ancient years and the difference in how they can affect a person's arousal from sleep. הסיבות מעשיות is able to awake a person, awaken a person from a sleep that he has fallen below the 70 facet of the Torah. So, now we enter section 7. וכשעוסק לעורר בן האדם, when a person is involved in bringing people closer to awaken people, This man must guard himself from students who are improper. So that the evil within these students don't attach themselves to him. So that they don't harm him. Anyone who teaches at a student who is not proper, an unworthy student, dot, 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 doesn't finish the Gemara intentionally. to write tefillin scrolls on the skin of an impure animal it says so that the Torah shall be on your mouth meaning that which is permissible to your mouth meaning only animals which are kasher can be used to write something from the Torah When a person studied with someone else who bechinat ktiva, this is the aspect of writing. Kielashon who bechinat for the language, lashon, comes from the aspect of what it says in Tehillim, leshoni et sofer mahir. My tongue is the pen of a skillful scribe. that the teaching is engraved and written on the heart of the student. Write them upon the tablets of your heart. Um, meaning, the lashon of the teacher enters the heart of the student. This is why you have to ensure that your words are not written upon the skin of an impure animal. Meaning what? That your words aren't inscribed in the heart of a Talmud who is unworthy. But it's impossible for a human to protect himself that, um, so that um, improper students don't hear from him. It's impossible. In order to ensure this, a person must ensure that his study is to lilmod. To study, to teach, to guard, and to do. Meaning that with the teaching of your student, it shall be as if he made his friend, as if he made the words of Torah. Anyone who teaches his friend, or the son of his friend, Torah, is as if he made him. If he made the words of Torah, when you teach in this intention, then Hashem himself guards you. 
שלא יהיו דבריו נכתבים בכוח הזיכרון של התלמיד שאינו הגון. That the words that you are teaching aren't recorded in the memory of the unworthy student. רק יהיו נשכחים ממנו so that the words are forgotten from the unworthy student. או שעוסק לעורר על ידי סיפור מהסוד הזה, when a person awakens others through סיפורי מעשיות, צריך שיהיה שיחתו בציפוריו גם כן בבחינת הלימוד הנ"ל. It must be that your conversation and your telling of stories is also in the aforementioned teaching. Meaning, to teach, to do. This is what it says in the Gemara. That the conversations of wise uh, students require a study. That the conversations of Tzadikim basically need to be gazed at. Meaning, all that which is necessary to the study, are needed in the conversation. Meaning, all that which is necessary with regard to teaching Limud, as we said above, the aspect that needs to do it in the way of Lishmor um, Velasot, as we saw above, also applies to the conversation which is the Sipur Masyot. The story tells of ancient times because Sipur Masyot is this enclosing of the highest Torah, but in the form of a conversation, stories, parables. Vezehu. And this is what it says in Yechazkel, Ve'alehu litrufa, their leaves for healing. Ve'alehu, their leaves, Ze'bchinat sikha tamid ha'chacham. This is the conversation of a tamid ha'chacham, Kemoshe Amr al-Batel al-Machal, Ze'chachamim say in the Gemara, Ve'alehu lo yibol, their leaves will not wither, Afilu sikha tamid ha'chacham ve'chule. Meaning, even the conversation of a tamid ha'chacham needs studying, as it's brought down on that phrase. That their leaves will not wither. The leaves is a reference to the sikha of Tamid Chacham. Vezehu litrufa. This is what it says. For healing, the leaves are for healing. Lehatir pe. What's litrufa? Lehatir pe. It's a play on the words lehatir pe to unbind the mouth. Hanu b'chinat min hamutar lefiach. Meaning that which is permissible to your mouth. Because when one conversation is in the aspect of a conversation which needs study what? what's limud? study in the, in the aspect of what we said above to teach to study sorry to study to teach to guard and to do then this man is guarded from unworthy students meaning now the man is only allowing Torah to be transmitted to that which is uh, permissible to the mouth as we said as it's brought in the Gemara from where do we know that um, one does not write a Torah one does not write etc etc as we saw that the aspect of writing a Tfilin scroll comes specifically on that which is permissible to the mouth as it says um in the Torah, Mina Mutar Leficha. Or sorry, the Mantiye Torah Tashem Leficha, so that the Torah of Hashem shall be on your mouth. Meaning, make sure that your Torah that leaves your mouth does not enter the the, the heart um, of the Tamid Chacham, which is not Hagun. Um, as we said, Kodvem and Luach Libecha, write them on the scribes of your heart. The writing is the aspect of the writing that one must. When a person speaks, it's an aspect of writing. So make sure that you write and that your words are engraved in the heart of the Talmud, as it says um, in, at the beginning of section 7 over there.
וזה מבחינת מה שדרשו רבי תנאי לברכה. And this is what the חכמים expound upon in גמרא סנהדרין. על פסוק זה upon this verse. ועלהו לתחופה, and their leaves are for healing. What do they say? להתיר פה ימים ולהתיר פה עקרות. To unbind the mouth of the mute and to unbind the mouth of those who are barren. Because through awakening men um, from their slumbers, through Sibomasiot, through awakening people um, from their slumbers, through Sibomasiot, which is what we said, the leaves of healing. Through this, you create a mouth uh, to those who are mute. You give the mute a mouth to speak. Because beforehand, when these people were in the aspect of sleep, and they were not able to hear the awakening of the, the wise man, and the words of the wise man weren't being, their ears weren't listening to the words of this Chacham. Because it's in the Zohar, worthy is the one who speaks to the ears that hear. Meaning before, This man wasn't worthy of listening to the words that were coming out of this Chacham. Why? For he was in a slumber. These people were in the aspect of being deaf. They were not listening at all. It was for this reason that they were not able to speak. Because what did the word Cheresh mean? The word Cheresh, Stam, The word cheresh, unless modified, means what? That he doesn't listen, nor he does he speak. As we brought in the Gemara Chagigah, this aspect of cheresh means not speaking, not listening. Meaning because of the fact that he does not listen, he cannot speak. But now that you awaken, that the Chacham is able to awaken you, The man who's in sleep, and now this man who's in sleep is able to listen to the words of the Chacham, now he's able to speak. This is what it means to provide a mouth to those who are mute. This is what it says in Mishle, open up your mouth to those who are mute. And through this, you create the aspect of to unbind the mouth of those who are barren. For this speech that was repressed by them for such a long time, that they were mute and they were deaf, that they were mute and deaf. Now, when the speech exits their mouth, it goes in a great strength. In, this, in the aspect of what it says in Tehilim, um, strong warriors who do God's bidding. And this strength goes into the reproductive organs. My strength and the first of my manhood, meaning that we see the reproductive organ, which is responsible for the releasing of seed, is a man's strength, which is the strength that this speech um, emerges with the same strength. Which, which is what? These God-trusting people of the generation, which are the aspect of these reproductive organs. Why do the people who trust God, these people who have bitachon and Hashem, are the aspect of the reproductive organ, organs? They receive this strength. 
you find out that the tzaddik Yeshayah bekovei Hashem yachlifu koach. Those who hope in God, meaning Rabbitachon, Hashem yachlifu koach, will renew their strength. Their strength is renewed. So these batchanei ador in the aspect of these reproductive organs, whose strength is renewed. This is why the reproductive organs um, are called batuchot, trusters. The kidneys are called trusters. For the kidneys are reproductive organs. And when these God-trusting people of the generation receive this strength from, the, from that speech, which has now been permissible to the man who hasn't been listening nor speaking for a long time now. They receive it upon, or they receive it by right, and they receive it justly. Each and every person, according to his bitachon, receives that strength. This is what it says, Open up your mouth to the wise, to the mute. El din kol benechalof. For the rights of all the orphans. What's benechalof? Kovei Hashem yachlifu koach. Those who open in God, those who hope in Hashem, will renew their strength. Meaning those people um, who are renewed um, which is this aspect of the Batchane Ador, the God-trusting people of the generation. It is for them that they have speech. According to their Bitachon, so too their mouth is opened that enables them to speak. Through the concept of opening up the mouth, as we saw in the verse. In the, verse the strength of speech then travels to the reproductive organs, which are the uh, trusters, as we saw, um, as it's brought down, um, Rashi also brings this down in the Mara Rosh Hashanah, I believe. Chavav Amud Aleph also is brought down in Tehillim 51, verse 8. Um, sorry, on that Tehillim, um, in um, chapter 51, verse 8, Rashi brings down over there this idea of the um, kidneys being these trusters, which comes from this concept in Gemara, in Rosh Hashanah. <clears throat> Sorry, just trying to find my place. Shemekablin oto alpidinu mishpat kanan. So we see now that this strength of speech then goes to the reproductive organs, which are the trusters, that now receive this strength um, by right and um and through justice. One must see that his vessels of speech are very close and um, next to the reproductive organs so that the reproductive organs are able to accept and receive the speech. So that the man doesn't go into what we call what it says in Yermiyah you are close to their mouths, but far from their kidneys. Meaning that the mouth is far from the concept of the reproductive organs. Therefore, um, 
that there's very similar existence between these vessels of speech and these uh, vessels of uh, reprodu these reproductive organs. Because the kidneys and the mouth are filled with veins and nerves. For they are one aspect. For through the strength of speech, one creates this holada, this birthing. Because what did he say? To unbind the mouth of those who are barren. Now that you give back the mouth of those who are barren, now they are able to give birth. The reproductive organs, they are given back their ability to reproduce. And now through that reproduction aspect, is all dependent upon the speech. It's all one idea. It's the idea to attach the mouth to the concept of a reproduction. This is what we mean when it says, and upon their leaves of healing, their le sorry, their leaves for healing, what's to unbind the mouth of those who are mute, to unbind the mouth of those who are barren. For this is dependent upon one another, as we just saw. This represents the unification which happens through inishikin kissing gufani and the unification which happens through the actual bodies the sexual union gufani that the kissing union occurs before the other one is brought in uh, in the um, writings of the Ari for through the strength of speech, which is the idea of unbinding the mouth of the mute, this represents the unification which happens through kissing, which is the mouth. Through this you create the unification between the bodies, which is the aspect of what? To unbind the mouth of those who are barren. One leads to the next. Meaning, what did we say? When one is able to renew the speech and to bring out that speech, that speech then hits the reproductive organs, which um, is a reference to um, the barren woman that now needs to that now has the ability to give forth a child. This is similar. This represents the concept of breaking the earthen dish. That one breaks at a time when finalizing an engagement. As we know, as brought in the Sefer Eliyahu Rabbah, um, and different places, to teach us that now that this binding is this, um, this form, uh, this, um, this engagement is being done and tied together, which is literally in order to give forth a child, the birth, as we said above, which is dependent upon bitachon, that depending upon the bitachon, same is true of how much strength is renewed to that, uh, those reproductive organs, because we said the klayot, the kidneys, are the aspect of trusters, for they are the vessels of reproduction. Her husband's heart trusts in her, the heart of the husband trusts in her. Meaning through the trust, one is able to create this holada. 
through this bitachon, one is able to break this bitachon of the of the evil side. For just as there is a holy bitachon, there's a bitachon on the opposite side. And when we nullify the bitachon of the evil side, we break the earthenware vessel. In fraud and corruption, you put your trust. And it's shattered as one shatters a potter's um, a jug of someone who makes pottery. A potter's jug. Etc. So that no earthen shard is left in its um, in its um, breaking, in its broken state. What does this mean? Meaning. Holy bitachon, holy trust, which is created through this formalizing of these engagements, of this engagement between the man and the woman. This is the opposite of the trust of the set of the evil side, which is the aspect of breaking the earthenware vessels. We saw in the verse over there that the trust which is put in corruption is like a shattered potter's jug, as we saw. And we are also hinting to these, this couple that if they don't behave in holiness and they betray each other meaning they betray the holy trust which is this concept of birth they will fall to the concept of breaking the earth and vessel which is um, the aspect of what it says in the verse, Miftah Boget, the trust of the unfaithful. They fall into this trust of the unfaithful, not the trust of holiness, the opposite trust. As it brought in Mishle chapter 25, verse 19. Do not trust in the confidant, from she who lies in her bosom, Shemo Pitcha Ficha, Shemo guard the opening of your mouth. Hanu, meaning what? It's impossible that the trust, Hanu which is the vessel of reproduction, as we said, Simochin al Dibur, that they should be close to the vessel of speech, that speech should be close to the kidneys, Shobachinat Aluf, because we know speech represents Aluf. Confident, what is Aluf? Shobachinat it's an acronym for the phrase to unbind the mouth of those who are mute. So we see this has to do with speech. Um, and this is what it says from the one who lies in her bosom. Meaning that from this is created this birthing. <coughs> Meaning, whenever the bitachon is, which is this birthing, is not closed, when this kidney is not close to the speech, then you cannot create this holada. And this is what it says, 
from the one who lies in your bosom, bechinat veshachva bechekecha. I said, Melachim, let her lie in your bosom. Meaning, this is only possible if one guards the opening of his mouth, as it says in the verse. Let him put his mouth to the dust. Perhaps there is hope. What's afar dust? This is whenever speech is lacking. When speech is missing. Your speech will be lower than the dust. We see that below the dust is a concept of speech. When speech, through the concept of dust, there's a lack of speech. Meaning, one needs to place speech in the aspect of uh, um, unbinding the mouth of the mute. And then through this, when you bring um, speech to this concept of unbinding the mouth of those who are mute, with this, the strength of speech is able to um, emerge to those who have hope in Hashem. Hashem because we said those who have hope is this concept of bitachon and bitachon are the batchane or the are the um, are the batuchot or the trusters, which are the kidneys. Vezehu, <coughs> and this is what it says. yesh tikva. Perhaps there is hope. It's in the verse. So that speech arrives to the one to those who hope in Hashem, as we said above. The 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 kidneys. And this is what it says. May your seed, your descendants, be like the dust of the earth. For birthing comes through what having descendants comes is dependent upon what concept. Let him put his mouth to the dust, as we said above. <clears throat> meaning the mouth should be not fallen to the concept of dust, it has to be brought into the concept of um, unbinding the mouth of those who are mute. And this is the aspect of what it says in Daniel, Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground, Yakitu will awake. Meaning that they are awakened from, they are, from their sleep. As it says, from those who dwell in the dust, who sleep in the dust. What is the dust? We said whenever there's a lack of speech. For those who dwell with a lack of speech. As it says, many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. Some to eternal life. As it says in the verse, what is eternal life? This is speech. As it says in the verse in Bereshit, and it was that man was a living soul. What is Unkiru translated as? A speaking spirit. So we see that a living soul, the concept of life, is speech. That some to eternal life, meaning some will awake from the dust of the earth to eternal life, meaning to speech. Meaning those who are in the dust, those who lack speech, sometimes will be restored back to speech. They will get their speech given back to them. As we saw in the verse, to unbind the mouth of those who are mute. And as it says in the verse over there, some of those who are in the dust will awake to disgrace. As it says in the verse, that disgrace has broken my heart. 
Shame has broken my heart. This is forgetfulness. Shirat alev, the breaking of the heart. Which is the breaking of the tablets. As it says about the luchot, that they are, as it says about the heart, and it's luach libecha, the tablets of your heart. So we see that just like the luchot, um, the luchot are similar to the heart in the fact that um, um, it says about the heart that it's a concept of a luach, a tablet. So just, um, so that which is said about the luchot can be applied to the heart. So what's said about the luchot? With regard to breaking the tablets came forgetfulness. If the first luchot were not broken, forgetfulness would not have occurred. There would not have been forgetfulness that had been brought down to the world. So we see that just like the luchot are broken brings forgetfulness. Breaking uh, breaking the heart with shame, with disgrace, um, brings forgetfulness. Meaning those who are not feeling to receive shame. Those students that are not worthy, which represent the, the hide of animals who are impure. That, um, that speech would be forgotten from them. We have to ensure this. All of this is very deep. It goes into many different levels. Very, very, very deep stuff. All the psukim, how they come together. Um, look into the lesson for more elaboration. Sorry, I couldn't go more deep into it. But we continue with the last section of today. This is the aspect of the shofar. So the shofar is the concept of waking up from sleep. The shofar is hinting to us, wake up um, those who are um, wake up those who are sleeping in their slumber to awaken those who are asleep. And through this waking up, one is able to be uh, one is able to have his mouth un be unbound from his muteness and um, the mouth to be unbound from um, um, from this um, barren, from being barren. As we saw above, these are the three types of blast. We bought the tekiya, the long blast, the blast that is divided into three, and the trua um, that is blasted into nine. Or the, the many type blast. What is tikiya? This represents the lack of speech. Look how Rabbeinu uses these verses. If you've shaken hands with a stranger, meaning to shake, you've been trapped by the words of your mouth. So we see that the tikiya is this concept of trapped words, this concept of lack of proper speech. Takata from the word tekiya. Teruah hu b'chinat adibur. Teruah represents dibur speech. B'chinat sifte tzadik yiru rabim. As it says, the mouth of the tzadik, the lips of the tzadik, provides subst yiru rabim provides substance for many. Yiru from the word teruah. As we see, the lips of the tzadik, the mouth of the tzadik, who has good speech. The shofar blast that is 
in three divisions is the aspect of bitachon, trust, bechinat shivro al Hashem elokav, as it says, hope in Hashem your His God. Sorry, sivro al Hashem elokav, His hope is in Hashem His God. Sivro comes the word shevarim. So we see sivro here is the aspect of trusting in Hashem, which is the concept of the shevarim blast. Bechinat klei alada. These are, this is the represents the. Uh, the kidneys, shall I bring on labor and not give birth? It says in Yeshaya, Ashbir from the word Shevarim again, Ashbir, which is giving labor. We see this idea, Shevarim has to do with the reproductive organs, which are the, the organs that allow a woman to go into labor and give birth. For through the shofar, which represents awakening from one sleep, as we saw above, allows the mouth to be unbound and the uh, the mouth of the mute and the mouth of the barren woman to be unbound. Meaning, what is what are we talking about here? That the strength of speech which emerges with strength from those who have awakened from their sleep, because as we said earlier, um, that we said earlier that when people are asleep, their speech is is inexistent, but when they wake up, the speech goes out with great strength, for it's now um, allowed out. Because at the beginning, there was a lack of speech. For they were like deaf people and mute people. Why were they like deaf people? For they didn't listen to the words of the arousal from the true Chacham. But now that they are listening and waking up from their sleep and coming back to Hashem by hearing the words of the Chacham, now they're able to speak. This speech then travels into the vessels of reproduction. Now Rabbeinu is summarizing everything. So pay attention. Now that speech, which comes back to a person through his arousal, then travels to the vessels of reproduction, which represent those who are God-trusting people of the generation. Why God-trusting people? For the vessels of reproduction are batuchot, are, um, or trusters, as we saw. Um... And through this, one a special providence is given to those who are barren. This is Rosh Hashanah. So now Sarah was no longer barren on Rosh Hashanah. For she was given the news. All of this is the shofar, significant to the shofar that one blows on Rosh Hashanah. These three sounds that one blows with the shofar. And through... Um, um, the barren woman, barren woman, no longer becoming barren, when she's able to give birth, now she reveals fear. This is the shofar. Amos says a rhetorical statement, rhetorical question. Is it possible that you'll build a shofar in the city, and the um, nation will not be frightened? Meaning from the shofar comes this aspect of fear inherently. So when fear is revealed through the Pekidat HaKarot, which happened on Rosh Hashanah, so we see that Sarah was opened up on Rosh Hashanah, that her, her special providence was opened up for her. The same is true of the shofar. That through the shofar comes this concept of fear. And what did we say above? 
The woman was built like a storehouse. Narrow at the top and wide at the bottom. This is how one creates length of days. The same is true of the shofar, which is narrow at the, the top and wide at the bottom. As is brought in Tehilim. What's the connection between the shofar and this verse? That it says, From the depths, from the narrow straits, I called out to God. And God answered me and God answered me with great mechav, with great expanse. As um, <clears throat> brought in Shal Kabanot, with regard to the uh, Tekiot of Rosh Hashanah, that um, the Rosh Hashanah, the Shofar represents this verse, meaning at the beginning it starts with calling out from narrow straits, but then after God answers us from the wide place. For through the shofar, the revelation of fear comes into play. And through the revelation of fear, what happens? One merits length of days. What is length of days? One merits to expand and to lengthen his days with added holiness at all times. This represents short at the top and wide at the bottom. Narrow at the top and wide at the bottom. And it says about the fear of God that the fear of God was made, uh, the fear of God is his storehouse. And what's a storehouse? The woman was created like a storehouse, um, thin at the top and wide at the bottom, um, which is the concept of fear, which is shofar. Which Shofar instills fear. These are the rectifications of Atik, the elder. The concept of Atik, I mean the ancient of days. Which represents the length of days. Which represents the beard. For the beard also is narrow at the top. And then wide at the bottom. That not only the meditations of the shofar are from this verse, but also this is true of the beard. That it's this idea of narrow at the top and wide at the bottom. That at the beginning it starts off narrow and then at the end it expands. As we saw above, for the beard represents its length of days. What's length of days? Adding and expanding his days and um, adding holiness at all times. That one merits through fear. And all of this is included within the concept of the shofar. We find. Which represents awakening from one's slumber. And through the shofar, one creates a special providence for barren women. Through this, fear is revealed. And we saw earlier that fear is able to subdue that, um, that vain beauty. As we saw. When Avraham and Yitzhak entered a city which had no fear of God, they saw that the Tava for women over there, that they um, that the beauty of women was much was valued over there, and um, they made their wives basically um, prohibited to them as if the wife was a sister to them. 
So they re restored that fear and um, <clears throat> was able to subdue that false beauty. These are the havalim, the breaths of the shofar. For they represent the vain beauty as we talked about. For shofar comes from the word yofi, beauty. How do we know this? It's in the Midrash. Beautify your deed. Come the word shofar. Meaning through the breaths, the vapors that come out, that one blows into the shofar, one subdues the vain beauty. For shofar is revealing is the revelation of fear, and we know that fear is able to subdue that false beauty, that ta'ava for beauty in a woman. So this is where we stop here today, and we'll, then we'll explain the Gemara of Rabbi Yochanan. <clears throat> but um, very deep lesson. Um, very, it goes very deep. It might be a little bit complicated with regard to the psukim, how everything ties together with the mouth of the mute and the mouth of the barren woman, and how it all uh, has to do with the organs and connecting the the, the kidneys to to speech, etc. All those those details. But Bezlat Hashem with Tfilah will be able to understand it and uh, go through it and apply the advice as is most important.